0: It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on radio.com and sports radio 94 WIP.
1: Yo it is another edition of the High Hopes podcast, Jack Fritz. How you feeling, buddy? I gotta
0: be honest, like I'm feeling good. Like I, I know
1: <laughs> I know you are. I, I know, know you're what? it's you're like, a three out of four, and it's like, let's
0: go. Oh, uh, listen. I know. And I know that I'm the easiest guy in the world to get suckered back in on the fills, but (laughs) boy, am I getting suckered back in on the fills. I am, I am good, James. It feels good that we're doing a semi-positive podcast. Uh, I'm ready to do it. And uh, yeah, I just want to, I'm still looking for the guy who let the fills get hot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Who knew? Uh, I think our definition of, of hot might be a little loose these days, three out of four, but Hey, you know? It should be four out of four, shouldn't it, Travis Jankowski? That's what I want to know, Travis. Well, Travis listen, Jankowski.
0: And that that's why you can't trust baseball Buddy. players from Lancaster. Ow. I mean I mean yeah. L- Lancaster <laughs> is you know, it's not a baseball <laughs> hotbed.
1: <laughs> what was that, Jack? I mean that was we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But look optimism positivity i'm all in on this what i will say and and obviously you are definitely more quick to to dive back in than i am mm-hmm. but i will say it was nice to look at that lineup yesterday and see like what could be a good lineup if guys start doing what they're so like you always talk about getting back to the career norms like harper's back Romuto's back maybe dd's on the horizon like it's starting to not look like a, a jv lineup anymore that's positivity jack
0: yeah and and I, 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 I felt this for a little while, but it feels like they're 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 playing solid baseball now. I know the Jankowski play app And I know, like I, I know. <laughs> it's,
1: hard to, it's hard to make a solid baseball case when that happened.
0: I know, especially because you get tugged out by the catcher. Like
1: I mean, have you have you you've played baseball a long time? I I have never in my life seen that happen where the catcher actually ends up tagging the guy out like at some point the guy breaks for a base like at some point you make a decision like i've never seen that before
0: right but i but i feel like you know i just feel like they're they're genuinely playing solid enough baseball like they're starting to do the little things that matter the little things that help you win ball ball games and they're, they're they're moving runners along they're getting runs in from third base and they're even stealing some bags you know they're doing some little things that you know, maybe they're kind of, you know, they know that they're not doing a great job scoring runs now. They have done a better job of that recently. Um, but, you know, it feels like they're, they're, they're doing things they need to do to to win baseball games they're starting to get back to that uh, the defense i think has been better recently i mean it hasn't been <laughs> minus,
1: bis- the three, minus the minus the yeah. 3 hour game that My- they won on saturday don't care
0: <laughs> we 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 don't look we look past that on this podcast yeah. we don't we don't we but i don't know i just have i have a different sense about this team i i really do i have a, i have a good feeling about them big june ahead um, and i love the straw hat thing
1: Ah, uh, yeah, the straw thing's fun. Look, I'll take whatever I can get. We we tried the bamboo, that didn't work out as well as we hoped. I'll take any sort of thing like that I can get. We talked about bird poop. In reality, I mean, they are three of four since the IELTS live show. You know, these things matter. We care about these things. And and look, I do think though. I mean, look, they were able to kind of stay in it without Harper, without Romito, without DD, I think that is a, a positive, right? And the defense, I mean, it is what it is. We can talk all we want about tighter, sharper baseball and them. Right. like, again, the talent is what it is, but the the boneheaded stuff is what you would hope over the course of the season could start to phase out. But the lineup, the lineup is real reason for positivity because like ultimately this team has to slug through this stuff, right? I mean, like, the defense, you know, even if they play tighter, sharper baseball, is still going to suck. Like they suck defensively. They are not talented defensively. They can't give up all those kinds of outs and not hit. I, I like all year we've talked about. Like the offense hasn't been there, and they're still in it. Like if you want positivity, this team should be carried by its offense, and maybe that starts to happen now. I mean, they're seventeen and twelve in the last four. what's what? something. What?
0: Yeah, but uh, well. And I do think they found a good one too at the top of the lineup. Like, like
1: I do too. I as, do too. For
0: as much as um, you know, we love Andrew McCutcheon. He just wasn't getting it done at the leadoff spot. No, I mean, he wasn't he's getting been it on
1: good in the six hole so far.
0: Yeah, I mean he's. Hitting some dingers. I mean, I didn't know. I mean, it's funny. Like McCutcheon's up to ten homers, which I didn't, the guy didn't think was
1: yeah, he's, uh, where he's he was second on the team, man. Yeah, second which, on the team, at home runs yeah, like handily,
0: which is crazy. So I do think the the one two is is finally giving them that little bit of jump because those guys are both aggressive hitters and they, and listen, if they go back to back and they're jumping on pitchers. Like all of a sudden, you have runners on first and second with with Harper or Hoskins coming up. Like um, it's it's a they've they've kind of settled into the the lineup and I think it's. I mean, is it perfect? No. But um, at least it feels like they have a chance at the top of the lineup. And, and Andrew McCutcheon just wasn't doing that.
1: Yeah. And again, like Alec Boehm, like if he just starts hitting a little bit, uh, it could make such a drastic difference for this offense. Yeah. We I mean, holy,
0: about. holy smokes, man. I mean, it's
1: the, it's the X fat. He is the he is the the pivot point for this team. Like if he starts hitting, maybe I'll be where you are. Maybe I'll start to believe in this team. Because if he starts hitting it, it's a, it changes everything offensively.
0: Yeah, and I, I just – I don't think he's going to hit this year. I just really don't.
1: It's <laughs> so supposed to be the positive one, yeah. I know, I know. I just –
0: he seems so lost. He seems like his mechanics are all off. Like, balls that he would hit into the right center field gap, like, he's not even close. It, it looks like his swing is getting long. Um, and it looks like he's just trying to do a lot of things – to try to get going, and, it, and it's just not. And you're seeing this a lot with with young players around the league. Um, like, Jerry Kalanick just got sent down. Like, Kesson Hiora was unbelievable a couple of years ago. He has got sent down. Um, and, you know, Boehm's kind of going through it right now. And I, 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 I think it's going to kind of be this way for the rest of the year. I mean, it, again, Swings looking long, looking looking loopy. He's not quick to balls. He's he's getting beat on fastballs inside. Like even when he hits an inside pitch, it's like a little looper over the shortstop. So um, he's got a he's got a long way to go. And I think he's I think you know the struggles are starting to get to him a little bit, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, I just kind of think this is where we're at with Boehm. And and you know you hope that the the All Star break or whatever he can kind of have a little relaxer and and come back hopefully better, but. At least until then, I, I think this is the guy that we're going to have, and 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 you just pray that he can figure it out a little bit.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean it's a it's. Pray is a strong term, but it's it's the right term because <laughs> yeah. his team, team desperately. Well, listen, needs him, listen, mean. when
0: you haven't made the playoffs in a decade, you start asking for, 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 little yeah, fans.
1: big time. Look, if, if he doesn't, I mean, what did it, you, you play Brad Miller at third when Steedy's back? I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I just, it's not like that's a huge help defensively, even though it is better, anything's better, but, um, I, look, the main thing, my main thought with the way this offense looks now and, and starting to feel better about it is that they have to carry this team. You know, they have to. They have to. The top three are good. We've talked about it. You know, we don't need to to break that down. They're going to struggle with four or five unless they make a move, and we'll get into Spencer Howard in a minute. But, um, you know, they have to hit. They have to hit. If they want to win, this team's not going to win it with defense. They're not going to win it. Uh, you know, they're not going to win enough with pitching. They have to hit. So. Um, All right, let's dive into the weekend, the action. Um, Let's start with Spencer Howard. I know it's out of order, but, um, you know, Wheeler Scherzer we'll get to in a second. But the the Spencer Howard thing, man, and we've talked about it, but, I mean, you know, we, we get excited. He goes two and then falls apart in the third. Then he goes four and falls apart in the fifth. It's like, wow, you think he'll go five and fall apart in the sixth? Nope. Back to two and falling apart in the third. Like, what do we do here, man?
0: Well, you ride it out. I mean, you you ride it out, and you hope that he starts, you know, being able to hold up later into games. But it is just unbelievable. I mean, I again, I've never, I've never seen a guy go from ninety-seven to ninety and anything. Like I just, I've I've never seen it. It's it's unfathomable, and I don't know exactly why. Um, you know, maybe it's it's shoulder fatigue. I, I don't know. I, it's it's just crazy to me. You know what? It's not. It's not changing your eating routine before a start. Or jogging down to first base, like jo-
1: yeah, yeah. Again, the 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 most ridiculous thing a Phillies player has said in a long time. <laughs> well,
0: it's and and to me, to me, it's just making excuses for the situation rather than you know figuring it out. So uh, it seems like he's very quick to say this is what no, it was this, and 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 I just you know he's got he's got to figure it out. I mean, because it's 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 ridiculous, but um, you know. As long as Ranger Suarez continues to be the best pitcher on the team. Well,
1: that was going to be my next question. You're leading there. Like, at what point do you say, and I know it's because of the clean innings and all that, but at what point, especially with Vinny, who will get to in a sec, like, at what point do you just have to say, all right, Ranger Suarez is our four starter? You know, like, at what point do they do that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I get it, but I also, I like, I like where they're at right now with the Spencer Howard, Ranger Suarez piggyback thing, because, on, it should be the best of both worlds because if Spencer figures it out and he, he starts throwing deeper and, and hard and late into games, then Spencer Howard is, is your guy. I mean, he's he's finally developing into that top prospect. If he continues to – and I don't know how much longer they can continue to do it, but at least for the time being, I'm cool with trying Spencer Howard out and seeing if he can do it and and then having Ranger come in and kind of save the game um, and for as long as they can. I mean, because – because really, you need to figure out if Spencer Howard can start or not. Like, that's that's what this all boils down to. That's more important than having Ranger Suarez in there as your fourth or fifth starter. Like, I think Ranger Suarez is a good pitcher, but I need to figure out if Spencer Howard is a starter or not. Vinny is a different story. Um, you know, Vinny was fine yesterday. I don't know. He was. I was honestly, I was so frustrated that, like, you're a major league pitcher, right? How are you so inept that you are throwing a ball at a, at a guy's head? And I know he didn't do it on purpose, but it's like. I mean, come on, man. like you're you, you are still a big leaguer. You thrown baseball enough. like let's let's react. like stop. like be a big leaguer. But, um, I like the plan they have with Ranger and Spencer until the wheels fall off because I need to figure out if Spencer African can start or not,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it, if we're we're talking just in a micro sense about this season and stuff. But I mean, obviously, it's a much bigger macro issue for this team. Like, They need Spencer Howard to be good. (laughs) They need him to be good. We don't have that type of young, high-end talent who's major, close to Major League Ready or Major League Ready in this system. And you hope that with Brian Barber and, you know, the the Mick Gables and the Casey Martins and all these guys that they're bringing in the system, that starts to turn around. And and in, you know, three, four years, we're talking about what a great farm system we have and, you know, guys that we could cycle in and out. But right now, like, for the next few years, like— Spencer Howard's a crown jewel, man. And Alec Bohm offensively is the crown jewel. Like those are your two guys. And then, right now, and I'm not worried about Bohm long term. Like, I'm really not. I, I think he'll figure it out. He's too talented, too smart, too good a hitter to not. But Spencer Howard, I am worried about. Like, I am flat out worried about this guy. Not just for this year, but as a long term piece, as the guy he's supposed to be for this team, which is incredibly important. So that that is a concern. You mentioned Vinny before we get to the the Scherzer Wheeler duel. Um what are your thoughts on Vinny? Because you've been more positive than I have, but we're you know back to back rough outings. Obviously, the one prior was was worse. Um, you know, was able to kind of get through some stuff. Got through four. didn't feel like he was going to make it through four, but got through four. Um, but still, you know, starting to look like Vinny again.
0: Yeah, he sure is, pal. He's he's you know he's back.
1: He's back. <laughs> who could who could have seen this coming?
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's, in, in all honesty, and that's why you know I, while I was. Pointing out the positives, I was also like, listen, we know, we probably know how this is going to turn out, don't we? Um, Yeah, you know, he, it feels like he's back to trying to, to overpower guys rather than pitching. And he's still doing a decent job of working his changeup and his curveball, but they're, they're back to being balls out of hand. Um, and he's back to trying to throw, he's back to trying to throw 94 to 95 and, you know, try to get up to 96, 97. Like he was at his best when he was 92, 93, making sure he's able to locate those pitches. And then, you know, have your off-speeds at least be strikes out of hand, you know, and then hope they get out of uh, out of the strike zone. But, yeah, the the inning where he got the bases loaded with one out and then got out of it was the most Vinny experience of all time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, you know, kind of back to being what Vinny was. Um, I mean, not a total disaster. Like, he hasn't been a disaster outside of the one start. Um, but definitely not a guy that you can completely trust on.
1: All right. You can trust Zach Wheeler. If yeah. we'll get to the Jankowski part of it, but... I know you. I know Friday. Even though they lost, Friday night was a Jack Fritz night. Oh well, you know it was
0: just so nice to see it like a real pitching matchup. You know, it was like one of those things where you're like oh, Scherzer Wheeler, like that's a that's a showdown, and you don't really get those anymore. You know, I always bring up the example of Lincecum halliday and like how excited I was to see those guys go at it in, in 2010, because um, it was just like that, and that's what makes baseball great. And and what made baseball great was was you know. Uh, the whole, oh, we got these two pitchers on the mound. Like, this is a big time matchup, ace versus ace. And, uh, that's what it was. And it was, and, and both <laughs> sure did live up to it. Um, yeah, Scherzer's, for as, for as old as he is, <laughs> his stuff is still ridiculous. So, it's unbelievable. yeah. And he, it's unbelievable. whoever trades for him at the deadline is, is, I would put them right towards the top of World Series favorites because, like you know, as the games get bigger, he's just gonna be more and more into it. I did. We think... saw it.
1: We saw it a couple years ago. We saw it. Yeah. Well, we saw I, I still don't get why. Guy.
0: I don't get why he hit. I still don't get why he hits JT. Like he hit JT, and I just because it was definitely intentional. And I was trying to go through my old uh, unwritten rules and figuring out why. I guess it was because uh so he talked to Soto after uh I,
1: I guess I mean Soto got his own revenge yeah I know, like, I know. You know I like mean, Soto, and that's the way it should be done and their quotes after were great like Soto was like if you wanted to do a backflip after he struck me out I'm cool with it and Wheeler was like I didn't even notice like I like good well like, it's, I, it's game it's fun
0: that's a lie that's a lie by well, Zach of Wheeler of
1: course it's a lie he was furious still. I think they handled it well. Look, he got what he deserved. It's okay. That's the game, right? Like, shout out to Juan Soto for muscling a ball out in the left field. You wow,
0: know? I, I didn't, I didn't, need, I didn't need him muscling it in that scenario. I mean, the guy, the guy is just an absolute machine. Like, it's <laughs> imagine having that guy. I mean, on your on your team, night in, night out, just being Juan Soto. Oh, well, I know. It's okay. I know. It's okay. But yeah, it was, it was, it was.
1: I mean, I I like the the Soto. Just, I mean, the fact that we have Soto and Acuna in this division. I mean, dude, it's it's soul crushing.
0: Yeah, it is. No, it is. It
1: really is. It is. It is flat out. I know. Yeah,
0: I know. One day we'll one, <laughs> one day we'll get ours, right? I mean, that's what we have to keep telling ourselves. One day, one day we'll get that's our the, guy. Why,
1: you know, not not Rojas. No. He'll not get that there. Level. Oh, he's,
0: yeah, he's striking out a little bit, but he'll figure it out.
1: All right, the Jankowski thing. I <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, honestly, I've never I've never seen it before. Like it was, it was just so. And look, uh, you know, you I'm I'm ready to kill Girardi whenever. Like right move by Girardi, Reese gets the double there. You pinch run for him. Like no issues with that. Like well done, sir. Like what? What? It, like I mean, just a brain fart? Is it just that simple? Like Jankowski just lost his mind out there and just his brain just stopped working? Yeah, I think I think mean,
0: I think his brain just shut off. Like and yeah. and. And honestly, like this, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying like it happens. I just, I don't know how it happens. I don't know how it happens to, to a, this
1: team. Well, to this team, Yeah, so it, seems, it
0: seems to happen to this team a lot. I just don't know how it happens to a guy who's played as much baseball as he has. Yeah, like,
1: Jankowski's been in the league for a while.
0: Well, either go or don't go. It, that's what all the coaches say. It's exactly. Like, right. Yes,
1: you make a decision. Like, it's all about being decisive in that spot. Like, make a decision and go with it. Right. But particularly, like, once you realize that you, you didn't get it, like, you still got to pick immediately. Like, even if you don't go there, like, go back to second immediately. Do something.
0: Don't just stand there running around like, not knowing where to go and have Alex Avila tug cool. you, uh, you out? It's
1: like, yeah. Truly, truly hard to believe.
0: No, it's like... <sighs> if he... If he the Jankowski play is like—I mean, it's up there with all of them, right? I mean, like all the worst oh, yeah. ways to lose a ball game. Oh, yeah, I mean, the
1: Phillies—the Phillies, oh, yeah. the Phillies invent these like, with, the, with uh, Rees earlier in the season. John the VR just taken home, you know, when they weren't paying attention. The Orioles like, pop that, up. Yes, like the Orioles pop up. Absolutely, it's like that type of play. Absolutely, again, like you and I have watched a lot of baseball in our lifetimes, and I'm talking playing baseball to watching it baseball, and I've never seen the catcher tag a guy out in that spot. Like I've never seen it.
0: Especially when the guys, I mean, listen, you don't, I said it before, I'll say it again, you don't trust baseball players from Lancaster. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> it just is what it is. You don't, I mean, hard and fast yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, you don't trust them. You know, there's not a hotbed for talent. Uh, good, good for him to make it to the league um but it's funny like he he did get booed the next night and it's just like this guy because I I, I felt bad for him I mean the guy clearly grew up a Phillies fan like finally got in and and then he makes that play and no one's ever gonna forget the Janikowski play um and then he (laughs) runs out the left field the next night and (laughs) gets a boo um yeah just just poor guy but yeah it's just like it's I felt
1: bad in the moment I was like cut him and I felt bad after but it was like it was that bad a play where my actual reaction moment because of uh, he's the 26th guy on the roster literally like the newest my literal reaction that moment was like cut that guy just cut him <laughs> cut him tonight right right and I up. and I I backed off i I you know but like that was my initial reaction was like cut him like cut that guy make a statement like this dumb baseball can't keep happening
0: just right there on the spot. Just cut him. Yeah, just this. Yeah.
1: Like don't let him change. Go Maybe pack you your bags. Phillies. Yep. You, want be, you want to be a Philly so bad. You can let him keep the uniform. Get yep. out of here.
0: Just say you, uh, say you personalized it on the website.
1: Yeah. Boom. Done. Oh, it was so bad, Jack. It was so bad. It was just so bad. and, um, and it was so right.
0: Phillies, which is the worst
1: part. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. Especially cause like, like you're, you're like, that was such a, a well played baseball game up until that point. You know, it was a, pitcher's duel it was good stuff it had the Soto Wheeler stuff and and then you get Scherzer out of the game you got a shot Reese leads off the ninth with a double runner on second no outs it's like all right let's go like we can get back in this game and steal this thing and just to have it go like that was just especially with JT at the plate I mean it was just like we're good we're set up here it was just it was a really frustrating <laughs> I mean I know, I know we say this a lot Jack but what a frustrating way to lose a baseball game man yeah we specialize in those like it is the it is the go-to um all right let's move to saturday which was a less frustrating game big headline heading into the game rbi single late in the game thank god bryce is back man thank god i know it might take him a little time to to get into the groove or whatever but this team desperately needed this guy back
0: yeah i do think it's funny that he avoided sheriffs on friday Though,
1: I well, mean. it was very purposeful, right? Like yeah. we can all agree. Like, yeah. there's n- it was not a mistake that he came back on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right? he was like, he's like,
0: ah, wrist is not. Nope. <laughs> no, not- not-
1: I know I'm eligible today, but I I think one more day is really what I need. Yeah. You know, that day is going to be the difference maker. Right. Uh, yeah, let's go with one more day.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was nice having Bryce back. Still doesn't look right. Um, like he he's moving all over in the box. Um, you know, he doesn't look as as sound. Um, he'll get there. I mean, that just first game back plus re- is still still probably recovering from 97 to the face um so yeah he it was going to be back I'm, I'm glad that he got the hit late but it, it's just the the lineup is just so much deeper when he's in it and i know that's like simple and everyone gets it but like you know having hot like we had just gone through i don't know three two weeks of baseball of like Hoskins at the 3 and then whoever behind him and it's like wow, can't figure out why they weren't <laughs> playing good baseball right? towards, yeah. the, uh, towards the towards the end of May. And just having him and, and JT back, it's just the lineup looks good. And if these guys can just get going a little bit and get Bryce back and get, you know, and JT's had the big homer yesterday, congrats on number 100. Um, if he can continue to hit the baseball hard, I mean, they have a good, solid lineup. And, and you hope when Dede comes back that, you know, the elbow is kind of out of the way, but on paper, it's a good lineup, and, and, and it's just it's so nice having Bryce back in there because it just it just makes it harder on these pitchers to, to consistently get get outs, and it, and it puts a lot of fear in them. So, yeah, it was good to have Bryce back. You know, <laughs> missed him, that's for sure. Um, and, yeah, Saturday was a good start.
1: Yeah, it was needed, and, you know, able to win a game where you get that Spencer Howard start, it feels good because you feel like you should probably lose that. Right. Again, Rangers Suarez, I mean, what if? He's been so important. <laughs> See, I mean, we just mentioned Reeves, and I, I keep thinking about how crucial Reeves has been for this team the last few weeks with, with JT out, with Bryce out, really the one guy in the lineup you've been able to count on. He's been really good. He's been on you know, one of his hotter streaks, and he's come through in big spots. I mean, they, the two games they won in Florida in that Marlins series, like he played big roles in being able to win those games. The one game he had accounted for both runs. like I, like Ranger Suarez has been another one of those guys who – has felt really important to this team so far this season. I didn't no, see it I mean, coming, Jack.
0: You could, um, you could really make the case that you don't know where this team would be without Rangers Suarez. I mean,
1: I know, I know. What is that? I
0: mean, they're seventeen straight
1: scoreless. Just how they drew it up, right? Just how they drew but it up. But this is, but
0: uh, and this is what this is what teams need. You need random guys that can kind of step up and I agree. Maton. Maton did it for a little bit, and, and then he got figured out. Um, yep. And you hope that Ranger that just... Where are
1: the Nick Maton people at? Wow, he was yeah. So mad about him not playing more. About, I couldn't believe this guy's it. Guys, a star. It's like, let's can we slow it down just a tiny bit here? Yeah, I think
0: he's a. I think he's going to be a good player, but
1: be a nice, a nice utility infielder, a really nice one. I think.
0: Yeah. Um. So. Again, I don't know where this team would be without Ranger Suarez. Um, you know, Saturday was a was a was a just a good good baseball game. I know they made three errors, whatever. Um, but you know, it was it, the McCutcheon's Homer was beautiful. Interesting. The interesting part about the McCutcheon Homer for me actually was his reaction uh when he got past home plate. Home
1: plate, right? Dude, and like that was maybe the most like fire and emotion we've ever seen from him. Seriously. Yeah. Right? And I couldn't I mean, tell he's fun and like he's goofy and he's awesome in the like club out, locker room, whatever, the dugout. But we don't really see him like, you know, get that jacked up like that.
0: Right, right. And and I couldn't tell if it was someone behind home plate. I know T Mac made that point, but I don't think it was. I think so I know McCutcheon's like kind of goofy and funny and doesn't seem like it takes anything very seriously. But there was like I, I remember uh maybe maybe it was that like, at Cardinals series. And I think he, he said, like, I just want to stop sucking. And, and you know, I think he takes – obviously he takes baseball very seriously. He's been one of the best players in the league for a long time. Um, so I just think it's one of those, like, frustration, like, let's get it out. Let's go on a run. And honestly, like, that's how I have felt about this team uh, really since that Marlin series was that they're, they're starting to, like, take – they're starting to take the losing personally. And I like that. And that's kind of one of the reasons that I, I have a good feeling about this team. Like the McCutcheon Homer happens and he's all fired up. And I don't know if it was a fan or whatnot. I kind of get the personal sense like, let's go. Like let's let's win a ball game. Let's let's kind of play better baseball. Cause I think this team knows they are better than how they've played. And, you know, we we saw the emotion from Reese in Miami. We we saw that. Um and McCutcheon McCutcheon on Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh Bohm gets that walk and he gets all fired up. So, like, I don't know. Part of the reason why I am I am having positive feelings about this team is that it finally looks like they're caring as much as I care and as much as we care as, as Phillies fans. And I just hope that, I hope it translates. I'm not saying they're going to go on a huge long run here or whatever, but the fact that they're taking this personally and they know that they can play better baseball than this, like, they're finally showing the accountability that we wanted to see from them. I mean, we wanted to see them care. And that was so frustrating about, the first like month of the season was like, do these guys even care that they, they're playing terrible baseball? So I, it, it's been nice. The little outbursts of emotion in the last couple of weeks. weeks. Um, I can't tell if it's personal frustration, but I think it's, per, I think it's, we're better than this. We need to play better than this. Let's do something about it. And I wonder the, the interesting part to me is who is the, the, the leader behind that? Because we, we've said this before, like who is the clubhouse leader? Who is the leader in this baseball team? And I wonder who is kind of saying, let's go. Let's figure it out. Let's go, let's start winning ballgames and all that stuff. So it's interesting and something to monitor the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, that could be huge, right? I mean, that's been one of our biggest complaints with this team on a week-to-week basis when we keep talking about this team is the lack of fire, the lack of emotion, the lack of— seeming like they're even having a good time out there to, to your point about wanting them to care as much as, as, as we do. Like, I've constantly thought like, how can I have a good time watching this team when it doesn't look like they're having a good time playing the game? You know, like they don't look like they're having fun. Like, and we, I know we keep bringing it up with like that Red Sox, the the shopping cart thing, like that type of stuff. We haven't seen that type of fun energy and emotion from this club. And I'm with you, you know, the Reese thing stood out, the, the McCutcheon thing stood out to me too. And and those are the guys who need to do it, right? Like those are the guys, we don't know who the leader is in there, but but it, it's gotta be a, a Rees or a McCutcheon or a JT or a Harper. Like there aren't enough, that many guys on this team who have the cachet who can command the clubhouse, who can say, everyone look at me, we're rolling now. Like this is what we're doing. Like, And so whoever it is, it's important. And it seems like whoever, which of those guys it is, like McCutcheon, Rees, those guys are buying into it and are and are showing that emotion. It's massive, and it's huge. Speaking of McCutcheon, let's pivot to Sunday. Um, Here's my question. In the same game, Jack, the same game, Andrew McCutcheon hits his 350th career double and scores his 1,000th career one. Here's my question. Where was the Gene Cigar treatment?
0: I agree. Uh, agree. What are we
1: doing here? Yeah. I mean, Gene Cigar is 200, not 350th double. Shut the game down. Nothing. I, I don't
0: know. I'm
1: starting to think that Gene Segura's celebration wasn't as important as it felt in the moment.
0: Dan. I know, cool, because everyone's gonna remember where they were for Gene Segura's 200 <laughs> double, and the sad part about the McCutcheon one's like, oh, it's it's a nice little footnote, but 200 doubles would have been <laughs> would have been a real celebration. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, and he did get a nice curtain call, which was which is good. I'm, I'm happy. It was,
1: that. it was. But I'm that's how it's just... supposed to be. <laughs> that's, I know. that's a thousand. Just an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, that's real. Yeah,
0: look, like yeah. how many players have a thousand? runs uh, don't I, don't really like, I don't know like I don't know like I honestly don't know how many players certainly
1: that. not as many as have 200 doubles by the list we went through like
0: I mean if, what
1: else plus that have 200 doubles
0: listen this the, the standing honestly honestly which do you think you would have never seen in your entire life as a baseball fan the catcher tagging out a runner at second base <laughs> or, or a standing ovation for 200 doubles
1: Honestly, I think the standing ovation for 200 Dude, doubles is weirder I think I really it's do. way weirder how does that That's happen?
0: Really I mean, listen, congrats to Gene Segura. But like, how do you how do you have a Ripken moment for for such a small milestone?
1: <laughs> Ripken moment. I'm surprised you didn't walk around like Ripken did and like shake everyone's hand in the front row around the stadium.
0: I I think I I honestly think no one really knew why they were clapping.
1: <laughs> I was just like, sure, let's clap. I yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> like, do you think that do you think people saved the ticket stuff from that game? and they're going well, to pass again, it down. That's
1: what's so funny is that like now whenever anything like McCutcheon a thousand runs or ever like anything like that, it's all I can think about. All I can think about when someone achieves some, you know, impressive career achievement, all I think about is the ridiculousness of the G's to go to doubles. That's my only point of reference now.
0: So thanks, I know, team. I know. I do Good. love it. I, I still like, I love everything about Jota Camera, but him not, not being like, not understanding why you and I were so confused by it. I know.
1: So he was like, "Yeah, it was kind of weird." It's yeah. like, "Dude, what what are you talking about, man? Like, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen watching a baseball game. Like, do you understand how weird this is?"
0: One of the more disappointing uh, moments for me and Joe to camera for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I was disappointed too. Yeah, Joe's uh, you know hit or miss. Um, all right, Sunday they put up 12 runs. Jota. Yes, and we'll get to the, we'll get to the other thing that happened in that game that. It, <laughs> I, I'm guessing oh, that's another thing we should have seen. added
0: to that last question: the net delay, uh, standing ovation for two hundred doubles, or a catcher tagging out a runner at second base?
1: Because I've never seen any of those. Yeah. <laughs> the, net thing, the net thing was here's my only question with the net thing, because I thought and I heard um, I was listening to the radio when it happened, so I thought Scott and La did a fantastic job handling it and messing around with it. I'm sure Tom and I guess Mike Schmidt was in on Sunday. I didn't I didn't hear the broadcast, but it was Crocker, um, yeah, Crocker and Schmidt. I'm sure they did a great job too. How great a job would Jim Nance have done in yes. this situation?
0: Right. He, I'm sure I, he would have been a ball of laughs.
1: I mean, just starting to talk about similar experience he's had throughout his amazing career and where it ranks on the unexpected list. Yeah, I, I, was, I was. I was in the like
0: process. You. I was in the process of getting bullied by a two-year-old, so I turned it off. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, it's like what all happened? right, all right. So, so uh, yesterday, yeah, I know I, I get bullied by them. I went over to Jill's sister's house, and uh, I know that, like, I honestly, I don't know if there's more pressure in the world than being the Funkle. I mean, being the Funkle is like it, a, it, it's a
1: role, yeah.
0: I mean, it's, I, I get that raising the kid is hard and all that. Yada yada yeah, I yada. Like that
1: you're saying being the fun uncle is a harder thing to do than raising the kid, but sure, go for it.
0: Being a Funkle is, is definitely harder than raising the I know, actual by kid. By the way,
1: I knew exactly what it was, but I've never heard Funkle before. It's really? fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's my right. role is I'm, I'm the Funkle and yeah. I got my second shot yesterday. So, or I got my second shot on Saturday and the side effects didn't kick in until Sunday. And I was just like, I was just not, I didn't want to be Funkle. But I feel like I still had to, you know, put on the act a little bit. Um, so I got there and I wanted to go downstairs because I just wanted to catch a little bit of the end of the game. So I, I finally got some peace um, from the from the two year old. Um, and I'm down there, and she comes downstairs, and, <laughs> and she's like, "No more sports." And, and then I was like, "Oh well, it's a net delay anyway. I'll go up and we'll we'll I'll, I'll be the Funkle." Oh, so yeah, I got guilted. Time, I got guilted out of watching the net delay by a two year old.
1: That's okay. I mean, again, if Jim Nance were doing it, you could really have a gripe. But but it was it was still very Yeah.
0: Funny. I mean, just an unbelievable again, again, only the Phillies. It's it's only the Phillies.
1: Honestly, if you had if, if if someone had just said to me, Hey, the net fell down in one of the 30 ballparks across major league baseball, which one do you think it is? I would have like zero hesitation. Phillies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean it was classic. It was it was just and and dude, shout out to shout, shout out to because they would have had to suspend it. It would have, they would have had to suspend the game and come back and yeah. finish it. It's like a 12-6 yeah. ball game, and like it, first off, it might have been the longest baseball game I've ever seen in my life. I mean, oh
1: my God, dude! It was already a long game, and then you added the net delay. It was like already going to be a, a four and a half hour game well, without the net delay. And
0: you, what, you had to replace an umpire that slowed it yeah, down. Yeah,
1: replace an umpire. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes.
0: Yeah, and you had Vinny on the mound. <laughs> I forgot.
1: Which... Oh my. And then Vinny. Yeah, it's like a, a perfect storm. Well, and
0: he also threw it a pitcher's head. They had to take care of that.
1: I know. <laughs> No, that was that was ugly, man. That was wrong.
0: Oh, no, it's like, come on, Vinny. Like seriously, first off, why are you trying to throw ninety six past the pitcher? Just...
1: I know, dude. What are you doing? It's awesome. Well, both. I mean, if like, we're if relax. we're
0: if we're being honest, I mean, this is what you're, and unfortunately, this is what you're going to see while they're implementing the the sticky substance rules, because without that, they have they don't have the same amount of control, and they're so used to being able to use it that now with the monitoring of it, I mean, you're going to see a lot of balls around guys' heads. Because th- th- they're so used to doing it this way, you're taking that away. And, like the ball becomes more slick, thus more balls, you know, at guys' heads. It's 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 gonna be a scary couple weeks here,
1: I think. Oh, good. I will say though, like as we've talked about, I'm happy that they're doing something about it. I'm yes. happy they're making this. I mean, J T. Romita will ruin Bernstein in baseball.
0: How yeah, about that? yeah. Um... <laughs>
1: Well it does. you think his pitchers are going up to him like you mother?
0: Yeah, right. JT. What well, because hell? well, honestly, if I was a position player, I'd be pissed because it's costing them money. I mean, like it, th- these guys got to look out for themselves. But I listen, I appreciate JT doing it, and honestly, it feels like it feels like the uh, their last you know kind of dish effort to be like, all right, we don't want to change all these rules, you know, let's get the ba- the game
1: yeah. back to this. Well, why not try it though, right? Like as opposed to moving the mound back or something, which again, like. If it gets that, like, I know you don't – you're not cool with that. I would be fine with that. Like, whatever it takes at a certain point, lowering the mound, moving it back. I actually think moving, moving it back makes more sense. But, you know, 60 feet, six inches is, is is part of baseball. So it's weird, even though they did move the mound back years ago and whatnot. But still –
0: Are we talking I, the 19 <laughs>
1: – Like, a long time. Yeah, relax. But still, but still, like, I, if you can figure it out without having to do a real drastic change that changes the fundamentals of the game, like – Sure, I think this is such a smart thing by baseball to do. Crack down on this completely and see what happens.
0: Also, it's a rule. It's yeah, it's always
1: yeah, It is cheating. Like they're actually cheating. Well, yeah, that's what's So fr- that's what's
0: so frustrating about like where baseball is is that like if you read the story, it's like these teams are going to chemical labs to develop sticky substances, and that
1: they're that they're luring players based on their substances. Like that. That's some crazy it's ass. Like- stuff jack
0: it's like uh what happened to the days of like simple sunscreen and rosin no, we're like
1: rosin like, like i mean i thought on. we used rosin right like, i was like we were cool with rosin it's all
0: these it's all these nerds that are <laughs> that are getting in the sport i don't yeah. know it's just like come on enough can't we... again i just want just people play to play baseball just, play, just baseball.
1: play baseball yeah it's not that hard all right uh what else you got from sunday before i move on to uh something i'm gonna call nerd corner
0: nerd corner yeah, um I liked, like, I know that, I know that, I know it was seven runs and, and whatnot, but it was nice to see that, like, they kept the train going, you know, that it was, they worked good at bats, and um it was kind of going on in the middle of Sixers games as, as the Sixers were getting blown out uh in the first half, so, like, I kind of had one eye on it, but it looked like they were, uh, you know, working good at bats, and it wasn't just, like, you know, big home run, it was, like, smart good baseball also the nationals stink i mean mean,
1: the nationals went full phillies on them oh my god yeah the the drop pop-up two runs the error less and that was just like it was ugly
0: yeah it was terrible i mean the 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 pop-up the the drop pop-up was just classic but um yeah it was just it was just again again good solid baseball and i like to see it um uh brandon cancel is the worst like i i was happy when they signed him but like Holy smokes, man! I mean, just every time he comes in, it's an automatic run. Like a, a minimum. Did
1: you see the the stat about uh, three runs or more in his starts or in his outings? So he has been in twenty in 20, in his twenty outings this season. Five of them, five of them, he has given up three or more runs and not gotten three outs. Yeah, like, that's unbelievable, man. Like, yeah, come on,
0: that is terrible. Um. I think Archie's getting closer to, to being a much better pitcher than he had been when he first came back uh, obviously he's pitching off in an oblique so you kind of expected that but I think he's taking some nice strides forward I think his stuff is having a little uptick so good to see uh, I really like Christopher Sanchez I don't know what he is long term but he definitely has some juice and um, I know it's 12-6 and all that but I mean he did have to endure a net delay <laughs> to uh to come back from so um but I mean just looking at his stuff I was like oh He's, he's, he's got something. So I don't know what long-term, I mean, I know it at uh, Lehigh Valley, he was, um, he was a starter, so I don't know what he is at the big league level, but at least if I, if I put him in the bullpen, I know one, he's going to come in and throw strikes because he came in and throw strikes over the weekend and he's got some legitimate stuff. So I was happy with him. Also, every time I'm watching Sam Coonrod, I am trying not to think about Carson Ragsdale who has the fourth most strikeouts in minor league baseball right now.
1: Oh no. Uh oh.
0: (laughs) Dude. I mean, talk I about. I have maybe- to
1: rescind my praise for that trade. I might
0: have, I might have gotten a guy right next to Alan Betances. Oh, all
1: right, um, nerd corner. All right, um, I saw this and I didn't. This is high hopes, listeners, and you are literally the only people who I thought might actually appreciate how nerdy this is as much as I do. But I, I just love this. It's so nerdy, Jack. But uh, Jeremy Frank, MLB random stats on Twitter, very good follow. Uh, tweeted this out, and I just it's so nerdy. This is not the news of the Phillies. This is just the baseball nerdiness, but I I just loved it. Um, So there have been 1,800 and and 900, excuse me, 1,800, excuse me, this is bet, 108,983. That's how you talk.
0: 108,983.
1: Unique starting pitcher lines since the live ball era began. So that's innings pitched, hits, runs, earn runs, walks, and strikeouts. Um, Only 47,519 of them have happened multiple times, which that alone is amazing. That means that there have been over 50,000 unique starts that have never been duplicated, which is just an unbelievable thing to think about when you think about how many games have been pitched and all that. But uh, would you like to take a guess? The most common pitching line has occurred 117 times. Would you like to take a stab at what the most common pitching line in the live ball era is? Uh, Six innings, three earned. Nine innings, four hits, no runs, one walk, four strikeouts. That obviously tells you that a lot of these happened back in the day, yeah. and there were enough of them to carry it over. But isn't that wild that in the live ball era, the most common pitching line is a complete game four hitter with no run scored? Jack,
0: how do you even how do you even <laughs> figure out that stat? Like that's what I'm. I know
1: it's like I... the level of 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 numbers and whatnot that is going into this is so impressive.
0: I would like to know how many times that has been done in the 2010s yeah it's
1: a good question I probably feel not like, that many
0: yeah i feel like if you're throwing a complete game these okay, days
1: Okay, so oh he gave me the most common line he also has as a follow-up tweet the most common line since 2000 would you like to take yes that, that one
0: uh oh. i will say i will say seven innings two earned five strikeouts seven hits
1: oh my god dude so really you're not right but Unbelievable job! Six innings, two runs, five strikeouts, five hits, two walks. Nice. So You did awesome there. That was really impressive. Close enough. It's happened fifty-five times. Yeah, that. Isn't see, that that's, wild?
0: That's a modern-day pitching line. The complete games yeah. thing is no.
1: Still, I I just it was so nerdy. I didn't know who else to talk to about it, and I felt like you would appreciate it. Well, it's just like I did again. How do you?
0: <laughs> I mean. That's a. I mean, obviously he's not going through all these box scores. He's using no. something, but it's like, how do you even get to that point with a hundred and whatever? I mean, baseball, baseball stat Twitter. And we know like Ryan Spader's unbelievable at it, but like baseball stat Twitter is just every day. I'm like, that's insane.
1: <laughs> well, and especially to the point where, and I, we've mentioned this before, where it's like with everything that happens, it's like. Like, every Jacob deGrom start, it feels like I'm seeing all these stats where I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Wow, lowest ERA since 1964 through this many. So, oh, lowest thing. Like, it's like it's like every time there's all these new, unbelievable stats with everything. It's like, how do you find, how do you think to, to put these stats and make them into these things? And it's awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I was very close to throwing out the Corbin Burns is actually the best pitcher in the NL. And then I was like,
1: oh, oh buddy.
0: Uh, the ground's pretty good. Yeah, DeGrom's the best. He... But Corbin
1: Burns is nasty.
0: Oh, Corbin Burns is disgusting.
1: But DeGrom's the best. I mean, no, like, I mean, like De... we said, I mean, inner circle.
0: Yeah. If he if if he retired after this year, is he a Hall of Famer? Oh yeah. I know. I mean he's
1: gonna win his third straight Cy Young this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I think so too. It's just it's kind of an interesting, like uh
1: Yeah, it is because he especially with the wins and like historically how the Hall of Fame is measured, stuff like that. Like he would be the the Hall of Famer with the least wins. By miles.
0: Yeah, I mean he he would be the first pitcher to make the Hall of Fame without 100 wins. Yeah, he's uh, that's way that's uh, that's where he's trending. And shout out to the Mets for <laughs> completely wasting. Him. He, I mean, he's the best pitcher of all time. Right? I mean, the best pitcher I've ever seen personally. I mean,
1: I, yeah, paid, like I said, 99 Pedro is the only one that that's better. And even then, it's like splitting hairs.
0: Yeah, but 101 101 on the outside. I know. Corner. Yeah.
1: You know look, I think I think DeGrom's probably the most talented I've ever seen crazy
0: it's stetson stetson university shortstop it's unbelievable drafted in the ninth round i think
1: unbelievable uh all right one one more quick question before we get to the take bag because i know you're vehemently against it and i still am too i am against it but man i've never been more intrigued by robot umps in my life jack and look i we're not there i'm with you still i, I it's part of our baseball but like it is getting worse and worse. I mean that call in the Red Sox Yankees game last night was like among the worst strike calls you'll ever see. I mean it's just it's bad. It's bad.
0: Yeah, it's bad. It's just you know you know what I and, and every time I start going down the wrong path of wanting robot umpires, um I always come I always watch a game and I see a pitch that is, is the guy misses his spot by 2 feet. It's technically in the strike zone. And I just know that in a year from now, that's going to be called a strike. And that pisses me off because I do think that pitchers need to earn strikes sometimes. And I just hate the idea of guys not earning strikes and pitching balls all over the zone. And it doesn't matter about command anymore because you can just throw it wherever in the strike zone and they're going to catch. They're going to call for a strike if it's a strike. So um, there's a part of me that's like, like watching a catcher reach across his body and it's technically in the box and calling that a strike annoys me. Um, but the one part of it that I do think is interesting is if hitters know exactly what the strike zone is, I mean, it should theoretically lead to more offense. I mean, you know, and 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 no longer is it gonna be like, you know, chasing out of the zone with two strikes or whatever. Like you'll know what the strike zone is. So I mean, whatever. I mean, if they think it's gonna speed up the game and get more offense, it's fine. It's just, you know, there's a part of me that that respects umpires for giving strikes when they deserve strikes and balls that are (laughs) across the catcher um, that a catcher has to reach for that is technically still in the strike zone. Like, I just don't think that deserves to be called a strike.
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it. And look, again, I'm not there. Like, I'm not, I would not, if I had to choose, I would say no to Robottoms. It's just, this is the first year I ever remember just thinking over and over and over again, man, these guys just get it wrong so much. So... (laughs) Alright, what do you got in the take
0: back? Uh shout out to Hector Neris. Now a dad. Hey-o. And I, I loved his reaction when he uh, closed out the game yesterday. You know, he started rocking the baby. Yeah, Hector, Hector's just a, a, a treasure. I love him. And he's he's my closer.
1: He's my closer. Uh, he's the best reliever on this team. Flat out. Like, that's it. Wow. Right? I mean, probably Brogdon, Brogdon. Only, uh, like I love I love Connor. That's the only other one. And I've said at times this year that Brogdon's the best. But I think right now Hector's better.
0: Well, Ranger Suarez hasn't allowed a run yet.
1: That's a good point. I forgot about Ranger. I didn't think of him as a reliever in the same yeah, way. You didn't, but think, sure.
0: you didn't think about the best pitcher on the team?
1: I know. You're right. The, the MVP of the team. How could I forget him?
0: But yeah. I mean, Hector and Aris, ERA is down to in the one eights. I mean, still not a closer, not a closer.
1: She's pretty good, man. Oh, yes, he seems decent.
0: Um, although if he ever does falter as a closer, Brogdon made it look pretty easy on Saturday, so that was that was nice to see for sure. Uh, the Nationals stink. I mean. Like we can stop with this whole idea of like wow they won the World Series a couple years ago. It's like dude, after you get through Turner and Soto, it's like really Josh Bell, Schwarber, Starling Castro. Like that's the rest of your lineup. I mean Victor yeah, Robles. Victor Robles only hits against us. I mean <laughs> he, he hits against no one else. Um, so yeah, I mean that team. That team stinks. I mean they're the, the gone are the days of the the old Nationals of the twenty. Yeah, yeah. They're just
1: they're not well, very yeah, good. They, And look, they got a World Series, and it's all worth it and all that, but, like, the Patrick Corbin contract looks like an albatross, and the Steven Strasburg contract is heading in a direction where it's, like, on its way to being one of the worst in baseball. Maybe he turns it around and and stays healthy and whatever, but, like, right now that Strasburg contract looks about as bad as any contract this sport, up there at least. Right, yeah. They are uh, heading
0: towards a place that is not (laughs) – you know that they're turning towards the. Two thousand twelve you know modern You know
1: what? You want to waste one soda's career? More power to you.
0: Yeah. All well, as long as Turner trade him
1: here. Trade him here. Yeah. That sounds like a we'll
0: g- good plan. Yeah. 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 We, we probably have we'll the take. farm system to get that done. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Sure. Sure.
0: Speaking of yeah. farm system, uh I was, uh, one prospect writer uh tweeted today that Mick Abel's a slam dunk top fifty prospect already. So uh I listen, Mick Abel Mick Abel makes me giddy. And Dude,
1: they're they're comparing him to Roy Halladay, all right? Really? I'm saying Roy—you didn't see that? No,
0: I didn't see Dude, that.
1: Yeah, it's getting Roy Halladay kind Wow. It's like, N- oh, good buddy, slow down.
0: And Mick Abel's on my tweet deck. I mean, that's—you know a Phillies prospect is important. Oh, actually, just saw the, the Phillies need 19-year-old Mick Abel to become an ace. He reminds one scout of a young Roy Halladay?
1: I told you. Are are I told you think I'm making this stuff up? What are we
0: doing? I
1: told you, buddy. Oh,
0: man. Oh, this is just getting even better. It is nice that we have our own Jacob DeGrom coming through the system. <laughs> it is. Well, his... uh. I mean, what a
1: better name, too. I mean, Jacob, lowercase d, DeGrom should not... He has he uh, thrived in spite of his horrendous name. Like, Mick Abel is a stud name. Like, yes. you look at the name Mick Abel, you're like, oh, that guy won six Cy Youngs in his career. That's right.
0: Um, also, uh, speaking of Mick Abel... And I think I read the stat right today. I'm sorry I don't have it right in front of me, but um, his fastball spin rate would rank 22nd in all Major League Baseball right now. Whoa! Like really? Yeah, it's like over 2,500 RPMs.
1: Wow, dude, that's that's a really good one, Jack. Yeah,
0: that's you talk about things that get excited. Now, as long as he can throw uh, more than three innings uh, harder than 95 miles an hour. No, as,
1: <laughs> as, long as long as he doesn't get winded running to first base and it starts over. Yeah, as good. long as
0: he's not changing his eating routine because maybe that'll make him throw harder. We should be all right. Um... <laughs> oh god,
1: it's too soon. We <laughs> it's too soon to joke about this. <laughs> not cool. Not...
0: Uh, I just I go to bed each night, just shooting one up to the big man upstairs, saying, "Hey, can you please have Spencer Howard throw harder late in the starts? I mean, can I just have something positive?" Um, wow. Some big news here from Salisbury.
1: Ooh, uh, make sure you read it right. I know, I work. know. All right, you, you, can,
0: you can correct me on this one if I get this wrong. The Phillies have outright Scott Kingery to AAA. He clears waivers and is off the 40-man roster.
1: Whoa, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you got it right. Wow. Um, wow. I mean, that's pretty crazy, Jack. Yeah. I mean that's that is a big statement. They literally about,
0: took him off the forty-man roster, and I wonder if that is to get Luke Williams on there. Because, it
1: better be, man, because that would be a really smart move.
0: I mean, I, first off, Luke Williams is like raking for Team USA. It's like, hey, how about the how about how about the Phillies? Because he because he yeah, that'd be nice. Because he wasn't on the forty-man roster. Wow,
1: well, I mean that's crazy. They they freaking outrighted Kingery. Like this is like. Man, and he's still got like what, fifteen million left there. (laughs) What a contract, man! And it's such a
0: shame because that contract should have been a steal. I mean,
1: yeah, it should have been. The moment it was signed, it felt like with what we thought Kingery was going to be, it was a no-brainer. Um. Yeah. Wow. But but to be fair, like, look, there have only been two contracts ever like that, and this was the biggest one, and the other was John Singleton getting ten million or whatever. I'm guessing the teams are not going to be as likely to sign guys straight out of the minor leagues unless they're a sure friggin' thing,
0: man. Well, and the sure friggin' things are not signing them. Um, of course, like unless Evan... your
1: Ronald Acuna has the worst agent, yeah. know You didn't do it then, but like, what a what a what a joke. Like Evan,
0: like Evan White's another example of this. He's been a, better than Kingery, but still not hitting the ball. Um, wow, yeah, Kingery's. I mean, it's cr- it's pretty crazy. He's a bigger boss than Don Brown. Like I, I always thought that Don Brown was going to be the biggest bust, but I mean, he
1: was an all-star. I yeah. mean, whatever else you want to say, like that he at least had a year or a month even, but he still had something.
0: Wow. I mean, I think Kingery's probably going to he's going to be he's going to still be here, um just cuz there's something weird with his contract that he that he would have to like give money. I don't I, I don't I honestly don't know the specifics of specifics of it, um but I think he's still going to be a part of the organization, but unbelievable. Um unbelievable the Scott Kingery thing is is at this point, but Wow. Okay. Um. I love the straw hat thing. I think it's important for team uh, camaraderie, and it's about time we had something fun to do in the dugout. You know, I mean, like you're seeing the Red Sox oh. have the shopping cart, and yes,
1: yeah. I mean it's, it's
0: it's a part of modern baseball. So you know, I'm glad they're finally having some fun playing the sport. Um, and I like that JT's into it. I mean, I feel like JT's like a uh, a tough one when it comes to having yeah, fun tough
1: not to crack yeah like, do you ever smile dude like I, I, do you laugh yeah. he did smile when he did the curtain call with the hat like after the 100th homer like he smiled when he did it and i was like whoa there's a smile look at got that it. look at that uh when was the last time you fell
0: down the stairs
1: so a long time but my daughter has fallen down the stairs in the last year well she's uh, two yeah, it was fine though. She like it was like a slow roll down the stairs, and she was totally fine. But I've not fallen on the stairs in a long time, Jack. My dog Ruben won't go down the stairs anymore because he fell once, and he's like terrified of the stairs. So that's fun. But me, no. Why?
0: Well, I fell on the stairs this morning, and, oh, no, and like not like what? all the way down. Like I, I slipped on I slipped on like two of them on my way down, and it was just no. like it was like I just thought to myself, who falls down the stairs?
1: That's I mean, point. Yeah. children and dogs. Is my
0: response. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I was like, and I had this like, like, a uh, yeah, uh, not bruise, but like a scratch, scratch on my elbow and it hurts all day. And it's like, what am I doing here? How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I fall down the stairs as, as a grown adult? But that's, that's why, right. That's why you don't check your phone when you're walking down the stairs yeah, and true. wear socks.
1: <laughs> Just good advice for everybody. Gosh.
0: Um, and final thing on here. Uh, high hopes night at the brewery four fingers Brewing Company July 10th July yes. 10th it yeah. is uh at the Red sox I know we're maybe gonna do something up to Fenway for this but the next best thing is uh high hopes night at the brewery so uh four fingers Brewing Company July 10th it's a 405 game uh so we'll get out there nice on time and uh yeah come on out we'll be having uh beers and Watching, hopefully, a good baseball team.
1: It's going to be awesome. And, yeah, next year we'll go up the Fenway. It was a little hard to make happen with all the obstacles this year. But come hang out with us. It'll be awesome. And if you haven't been to, to Four Fingers yet, it's a blast. And the High Hop sale is absolutely worth the trip alone. So uh, we'll have a blast. It'll be fun. Uh, Jack, my final thing for you, and I, I mentioned it to you through a text, but I want to share it with with High Hopes as well, the High Hopes listeners. Um, everyone should follow Rod Carew on Twitter. He's awesome. Like, all this guy does is tell old stories. He told a Ricky Henderson story the other day. It was hilarious. He's like, Ricky, whenever he's like, Ricky got to go, when it's to the face, he would just say to Rocky, he's like, All right, Ricky got to go. And then just take off. Like, he's, he, Rod Crew tells some good stories on Twitter. So if you're not following Rod Crew, there's my little, uh, if you're a baseball fan, I think Rod Crew's a fun file. Don't rip him, Jack.
0: I would never, I would never rip an older generation player. That's for sure. <laughs> it's not, not yourself. Not in my, not in my wheelhouse. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't follow Rod Carew. But I guess You're off sure? your recommendation, I might. I told I might.
1: you to, and you just, you just ignored me.
0: Well, listen, I follow like, too many. Do you people.
1: love baseball or not, Jack? That's what I want to know.
0: Believe it or not, I do like baseball, especially when the fills are hot, like they are now.
1: Yes. All right. Uh, two or three from the Braves or sweep.
0: Fine, I'll say two of three. I'll say two of three.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, look, it's Nola Eflin-Wheeler, so, like, let's go. Uh-oh.
0: Well, yeah. Against,
1: like, against, like, uh, you know, Drew Smiley and Ian Anderson and uh, someone I never heard of, so let's go. Yeah,
0: and the Braves stink.
1: They do stink. They're half game better than the Phillies, but they stink. Stink. <laughs> All right, you got any final thoughts? No final thoughts, um,
0: but if I could get Eflin and Nola back on track uh, these next two starts, I would be very happy. And also, I hope that Luke Williams is coming up because he's way too good to be playing on Team USA and not helping the Phillies.
1: July 10th, High Hopes Night at the Brewery, coming out with us. We're going to have a blast. It's going to be awesome. That's all I got, buddy. Till next Fritz time. Himself or we'll see you later. What'd you say? Till next time. Till next time. Sarah, now can I do it? Yes. He's the time the